Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is Fightful.com. Here with a name you know, and you probably know him because we interviewed him about ah, five months ago for something that never happened. But this is happening, and it's here. EC3, how you doing? SRS, hello. The 252-pound EC3, I, a- according to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia. Point. The thing you cannot source for a college paper because it's full of shit. Well, here's the thing. That was like the internet. You can source it. It just won't go really well when you Uh, do. Fair enough. Also, uh, Wikipedia currently lists you at 231 pounds. What is your weight right now? Okay. My build weight, if I was performing on a wrestling exhibition show where I inflate my numbers, or my legitimate, where I stand right at this moment... Wait, what do you think it is? I'm going to say 225. You would think I'm like 210. Really? And I'm, I'm more jacked than I've ever been. I'm leaner than I've ever been. I eat a lot. Like, I'm, my weight, I feel it's twofold. One, I mean, I'm super lean. Like, I'm spaghetti. Like, I'm like disgusting. Just <laughs> dried out, fucking hot dog skin, rippling muscle, lean. But also, when I was younger, I had a surgery, so I have a like intestines missing, like thirty wow. percent maybe, and my small intestines, are, something like that. So I wonder if my weight doesn't carry over because I'm missing some organs. Did, did you ever watch the Adventures of Pete and Pete? Yeah, but not me. Me neither. But I remembered one episode <laughs> where this kid was torturing one of them. And took his spleen out to make weight for a wrestling tournament just so he could That's wrestle right. one of them. This is, this is what, I mean, you were a spleen maybe away from 205 Live. Uh, <laughs> nah. Well, okay. Nah. I mean. I probably don't have a spleen either. I think they took that out when they were down there. Like, yeah, I just need this appendix. Not if you want to keep your spleen. See ya. I don't know, maybe. 
Well, I know one thing. You still, All still right, it's been great. See you, man. Thanks for yeah, yeah, that was it. That was It was to find out EC3's weight. Uh, the new trusted voice in wrestling media. I found it out. That's all I needed. But how- Did we talk about that? We didn't talk that, about that on the air, so let me clue up your viewers. I had a... God, ugh, I don't want to say this. I had a friend ugh, in town, and uh, I was telling him I'm doing Sean Ross Sapp's show, and he said, uh, oh, Sean Ross Sapp? So yeah, he's like, oh, he's the new guy. He's the new trusted source in wrestling media, not insert Blake here because of that or insert whatever because of this. It's like, oh, cool. I don't care. I, I can tell you that but, you don't care. If you if you did, you would I, be you would have been a stooge for all these yeah. years. But unfortunately, you weren't. Uh, well, the, like the thing about it is, yeah, I some people. If someone's livelihood depends on things. Sure. I don't want to be the one. Like I, I don't believe in the, and this is a terrible thing in wrestling, but like the high school mentality of just like talking behind people's backs and all that stuff. It's just, it doesn't interest me. It's disgusting. Um, and like, there's two sides to every story too. So if I tell you what my side is, it's from a flawed perspective as opposed to, someone else's version then like you meet in the middle somewhere and that's probably where the truth lies but yeah like i never felt an obligation to yeah so yeah you never got info from me that that's often maybe, how i present maybe one, it maybe one thing <laughs> that's often Much how fun. i would present stuff like that though i'd be like okay that's from a specific person even though i couldn't often name them because wwe doesn't want me to talk to their people uh but which is probably why I went directly to you for an interview instead of through them for an interview because it wasn't going to happen uh, otherwise. I, uh, I too, do respect that you uh, source multiple things that you report, which nobody, I don't think anybody does, but you, maybe. maybe I, I'm the only one. Nobody should go anywhere else. Yeah. Just like, no, but like you verify something before it's posted. And that's a huge amount of respect for that. Well, good, good, good yeah, talking to you. Good talking to you. See you later. All right. You put me over. That, that's what we're here for. But you, you have been doing some things, I assume, during this these last ninety days or so. You are now a free agent, or this week a free agent. Seven eighteen twenty twenty. I become free. Okay. And the very first thing I do when I become free is I'm gonna going to get into a fight. Okay. But yeah, I've had a lot of repression, a lot of uh, angst, a lot of rage, a lot of uh, creative ideas, a lot of word vomit. Threw it on social media. People seem to love it or hate it. I don't care because I do it for myself. And uh, yeah, we're going to take that show on the road and in a COVID world, let's see what happens. Admittedly, I don't watch my own shows back. I know they're good. I don't have to watch them back. Somebody said, hey, you need to watch them back. And your videos keep popping up on our show. You know why? Why? Why is that? Operation Mockingbird. Have you ever heard of it? Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's way more sinister than uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Operation Mockingbird was like... If someone's going to fact check me, go to Wikipedia and tell me all the details I miss. Sorry. 
this is off the top of my head. Just don't write but, a college paper about it afterwards. No, I'm going to speak about it on a wrestling podcast. Like, okay. <laughs> Operation Mockingbird was a CIA implanting people within the news media to tell the world things are happening, this, this, and this, and they have control over them. And so Operation Mockingbird to me now, all right, it's 2020. It's a shit sandwich. 20, it's a yeah. disaster. It Everyone's dividing you and everything's screaming at you. And this is this and this and this and this is happening. And like, I was like, uh, what happens if I infiltrate wrestling media with a little bit of my high resolution propaganda? Videos? So they show up. No, no, no rhyme, no reason. You like them? Cool. You don't? I don't care. They're there, though. People did like them. People did like them. One popped up when somebody said, what do you think of EC3's videos? And I said, I, I don't know. And one popped up. I, it's, it's, it's kind of, kind of interesting there. And they have, they have drawn comparisons to some yeah. stuff that we have seen on certain wrestling programs. Example. Example. Impact Wrestling, Tuesdays. Oh. Huh. Well, I don't know if you saw my retort to Impact Wrestling's I, I don't, teasing similar to mine. I don't follow wrestling news, so I didn't. Okay. All right. Well, let me, let me lay it out for you. All right. So my gray wall of truth that lies over there where I do most of my venting, my ranting, my raving. Mm-hmm. I had a, their video airing on the wall of truth as I dissected it. And I am dressed similarly to the mass figure of Hooded, excuse me, figure in their video and they're drinking whiskey. So I pulled a glass of whiskey for myself and, you know, I sipped to it, watched the video, had to rehash the past, which I'm so sick of the past. It's all just dead. But whatever. Yeah. Oh, someone's coming back. Blah, 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 blah. And I just got a little fed up. So I took a bottle of whiskey. I was like, you know what? I like to break shit now. Cause I'm an yeah. angry dude. And I threw it against the wall. Bam. And my new logo popped up. And I stared at the camera. You know, dead eyed badass. I said, I say anything in that one? I don't think I said anything. You have been warned. I might have said that. Catchphrase. But yeah, then what my video editor missed is I, I spit. So was spit. that really me? Impact Wrestling was portraying, or was that a shoddy imitation? Spit on the opportunity. Spit on the opportunity. Interesting. <laughs> Coercing me. Some video. Quite frankly, there are still a lot of people that will hit me up and they'll say, "Can EC3 wrestle right now? Is he okay?" Because we've not seen you wrestle since the end of September. Now, I've known about your physical status for a while, but you hadn't popped up. I mean, you say you want to get into a fight. Are you like physically cleared to get into a fight? Uh, As physically cleared as I'll ever be, I guess you could say. Yes, I had to. It's actually you know, a career marred by injuries, uh, herniated discs in my back, four or five knee surgeries, torn bicep, tore my pack, just taped it back together. Uh, a lot of uh, you know, wear and tear from doing what we do and dropping our heads and things. Uh, that was the hardest injury I've ever had to come back from. So, yeah. and I mean, how do you how do you feel physically now? Because I mean, I, I know what the injury was. I've personally experienced one similar to that, and yes. I went through my own set of things, and it, it can be very tough to come back from, especially considering what you do and the schedule that you would normally keep. 
it was, yeah, the physical challenge was one thing, but the physical challenge, like with the rehab and the knee injury, you see progress in the day-to-day basis. You, uh, you improve, even if it's very slowly, there's always improvement. Uh, with that, a lot of it was mental, and it's hard to improve, but it's just not coming back together. So at this juncture, I mean, I've tested myself in sparring. How do I feel physically? I mean, I look looking great. I mean, I look fantastic. But I'm also very, like, not functioning highly physically. Like, I'm, I move real well now. But I'd say that hasn't been tested because the only way to test it is to actually do it. And I haven't been free enough to do it till 7, 18, 2020. So that is the very first thing I'm going to do. I could get my block knocked right off and never fight again, wrestle, or good to go. You keep saying 17, 7, 18, 20, 20. Are you flying to fight Island to fight in UFC this weekend? Is that what you're doing? No. <laughs> I mean, I had to throw it out there. I mean, you never know. Is that the, I thought it was last week. They, oh, they've got three events this week. They got to they got to fill that ESPN deal. They got a full, they have a full card. Uh, they, they had no, Saturday, um, Wednesday, and then Saturday again. Though I think out of any pro wrestler that just jumped into the UFC at first, I do moderately okay. Uh, no, I am not fighting on the UFC card. I'm, I'm more yeah yourself. Yeah, like I'm not going to fight. Yes, yes. I, I've been fighting for. Others for pursuits, so long, right? Fighting pursuits, been fighting for corporate people. I've been fighting for suits. I've been fighting for fans, uh, but I've never fought for myself. So the, the opportunity, if Dana White said, "Here's a million five, come <laughs> fight here," I say, "Okay," but then again, I'm fighting for somebody else. I'm fighting for monetary gain. One thing I've never fought is for myself. And that fight begins 7-18-2020. Well, if it's UFC, they're probably giving you five grand and some Reebok gear, so I don't think you're going to take that one. <laughs> uh, you've had... <laughs> Reebok's better than Tap Out. Well, they're going to Venom now. Which, I mean, at least they're in the business of MMA, but you've got plenty of, of fuel for motivation, so to speak. Where did your injury play into that because I mean there, there's plenty of things from you from from the way that you did or didn't appear on WWE programming to your injury to the release there's a lot of stuff that you can use as fuel for motivation I don't necessarily want you to put a percentage on it but put a percentage on it like what what motivates you to what degree it would it would be very easy to put a, a percentage on it but I think that's an old mentality so a lot of what I'm preaching now is controlling your narrative, fighting for myself, becoming free. And I think uh, when you harp on the past, when you look to the past, when you use the past, it, it, I mean, there was, there was this one time WWE fired me, and I was so just livid. I'm like, I'm going to make myself the biggest possible star I possibly can in the shortest amount of time, and they're going to call me and come back. And they did. Right. So, like, if I do, I look at it this time. I, in addition to the injury, I was not a happy person. Very, not mad, 
sad constantly. I did not like day to days. The injury had a big part of it, especially the mental aspect. Like it was, it was not easy, but I mean, okay. So I got a raw deal. Who hasn't like, I had all the opportunity. I could, I could have done all this, but it, who, who cares? It's the past. Fuck the past. Fuck nostalgia. It's enough of that shit. All right. I could use it as motivation to go forward and make myself an even bigger star, which I will do. Or I can forget it and I can finally do something for myself, which I have yet to do, not only in my career, but in my life. So you said that it was. Do you beat me? I, I was just in the moment. I don't know. <laughs> do you beat me? Did, did I beat you? No, beep. Will you beep? beep, beep. Yeah. What do you mean, beep you? Because I said the F word twice. Oh, I don't care. I'm not beeping you. Yeah, I just, okay. Why, why would I beep you? Come on. That's in the past. I'm not worried about the past. But <laughs> you say that that your your last run wasn't for, I want to say, your, your last run outside of WWE wasn't for you, but it did an awful lot for you. It did. And uh, there was a feeling with it, like I mentioned, yeah, fighting for suits. I don't know if Dixie wore a pantsuit or not, but, you know. <laughs> fighting for the, the corporate mentality or for a corporation. I was very, uh, one thing, not only angst-driven and fueled to get back at people, but I was also, uh, I, was, I was desperate for a home, you know? I didn't feel like I had a home. And uh, I'm a loyal person, almost to a fault. And so when it came to TNA and then Impact, I very much wanted to, fly the flag as much as I possibly could, be the best team player I possibly could. And it was a great mentality because that helped me get to where I was. And then I helped them, hopefully, and helped fans, you know, stuff they'll remember, hopefully. But uh, now, I the world is different. You've changed. We've all changed 2020. If you are the same as when this year started, you have failed yourself. Because so much has happened and so much realization, whether it doesn't matter what you believe, everything is different. And you realize that now. And you're not in control, no matter what. Whether you agree with wearing masks or you agree with it's not my constitutional way, you're allowed to agree or disagree. I don't care. But you know you're not in control. Someone's telling you you can't open your business or you need to keep people quarantined and safe. But I need to pay, like, you're not in control. Did you feel like you were in control during your WWE run? No. At all, it seems. Oh, God, no. It would have been great. I mean. Yeah, I'm, one of the, I'm the most creative guy in wrestling. Yeah. And no, you, you're in control of certain aspects, but sure. another thing about it, and then I realized that going back, that there would be a, uh, you would have to sacrifice ingenuity freedoms for hopefully more money. And Surely not that much, profit. though. No, I'm, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. But, uh, yeah, no, I didn't feel in control at all. It's impossible to feel in control. And you have a guy in John Moxley who was a top of WWE, who is now a top of AEW, who yeah. when he felt many of the same things that you felt and left got on a podcast and said, yeah, I was really excited to be in the ring with a guy like him. 
and said very nice things about you. At, at the time when you hear that, does that boost morale for you or does that reduce it because you know that it's probably not going to change anything? I would say because I have such a high amount of respect and admiration for him as a performer and a person that it would boost morale. It, honestly, it was a... <laughs> It was just a wrestling match. It wasn't a play. It was. It wasn't. There was a victory within it because no matter who heard that, at least people who may have believed in me and why it was going so bad, at least it made sense because I am not the person to voice complaints loudly on the internet. I'm not one of the many people on the roster who just bitch on social media, misspelled Instagram posts like. That's cool if you want to do it. I never would do that because A, I think it's a terrible look. And then B, I think you're an idiot because do better. So at least for one aspect, I could say at least some people know something was up that day. And that's kindest words from a fucking guy I would love to just have a knockdown bloodbath with someday rolling around in Taipei glass and chainsaws or whatever or having a good you know standard wrestling match whatever but uh the compliment for him and then at least some people are like so you mentioned but it doesn't matter it didn't change anything it didn't change anything i mean it, it uh but about it gave me yeah about once a year you hear conversation well, not once a year but i mean there, there have been some pretty momentous ones cm punk speaking out john moxley speaking out because those were guys that weren't always viewed as not given opportunities, not being in control. A lot of people viewed them as being in control, but they were like, it, it wasn't even enough. Even being in control might not have been enough. Does that put any hesitation in your mind as you're telling people to control their own narrative? That in the past, some people that have been haven't been able to necessarily change that for themselves. I would say uh, – I mean, those are two high-level performers mm-hmm. at, like, the highest level. And they weren't handed anything. Those are two guys sure. that earned it from the bottom to the top. They didn't see them. Yeah. But I guess for the control your narrative aspect, I'm just trying to see which way this word bomb is going to spew <laughs> – Maybe it goes left, maybe it goes right. I'm trying to piece it together in my head before I do. I'm ready Literally. for a contradictory headline either way. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize how miserable of a human being I was when I didn't have control. I had no idea, personally, how bad I was inside having no outlet of creative creativity that I love, that I had no way to express this, I mean, there's ways I could have put videos on the internet and still under contract. I could have knocked on office doors more to go nowhere and endless roundabout conversations. Like, but I wasn't on TV, so I could. But it's just, I didn't realize how bad I was mentally until I was mid yoga session. I had a phone call from Drake Maverick. And I ignored it. And then the second after I ignored that call, I got a call from WB office. I'm like, oh, he got fired and so am I. 
So you knew, you knew before you answered the phone. Well, I mean, uh, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, you're getting fired. Because, I mean, something's got to give with the COVID or something. Yeah. Like, XFL was sweet, right? It was pretty sweet. It was. I liked it. I liked it, too. I actually really enjoyed it. Really, it, it, was, it was never had the chance to even show what it can do. But, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I'm very easy to school. I'm making good money and I don't do anything. But yeah, I had the conversation and I'm fairly close with who had to fire me. And he was like bent out of shape. He's like, he's having a, he's probably having the worst day ever because he's got a dude to just chop all these heads and like, like it's fine. It's okay. All right. Thank you. Because in theory, I probably would have, if there wasn't a quarantine and a pandemic, I would have not been the guy to post on social media all the risk for my release and do it. I would have been straight as a man and would have asked 100%. But then there's a pandemic, so I'm like, well, I mean, my parents have a business that's probably going to. Go belly up because of them shutting down the economy. So maybe I need to stick it out a little bit longer. Won't get in this money, and that didn't matter. But so, long story short, I hope I'm not Dan Summer here. <laughs> uh, Did you win an NCAA title so in the '60s too? Yeah, no. <laughs> so I hung up, and I remember the first time I got fired, and I was just like lost. I was at the gym. It's the middle of lap pool. And I was like, this time I'm just like, finished yoga. Just went right back to it. And that's not like a workout where you could be intense. Yes. Like, I was just like, my mind was calm. And I was like, feel pretty good. And then I go back to my phone and, you know, people, words gone out. And it's like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But this stupid astrology app I have had a notification pop up. And it was a, uh, you're, going, you're becoming the person you were always supposed to be. Right when I read that, I was like, okay, well, all right, we'll see. And at the same time, this this whole thing, I I like pitched it once in NXT and never got a response. Then I got called up with a concussion. Whoops. And uh, so this is like, this idea, it's not an idea, this is me. This is true to my life. It's changed a lot with COVID because it's kind of really brought it out to a different limelight, but this is something I've always wanted to do. And I was, uh, God, if I, if I pitch it to them, that's going to suck. And I'm going to lose my mind. Like I just watched the fiend lose the Goldberg and Saudi. Like that guy put so much work into the most creative thing I've ever seen. And then it just, just gets thrown away. And I'm like, but I got to do something. So I pitch this beginning I mean, the same thing that I released when I got fired, the first video, was the pitch with my entire verbalized pitch, which is insane if you actually read it. But I filmed that that day. I was going to ask if that existed before or after. Before I got fired, I filmed it on my couch. Oh. Isn't that cool? And then I filmed... Two two hours? hours. Yeah, it was two hours probably. And uh, I filmed the... uh, I filmed an earlier version that I pitched and then there was a raw at the performance center. I went there and like, oh, come on, everyone, everyone loved it. It's great. Oh, I'm smart. Whatever. But it's ironic enough that 
So I'm like, oh, I'm sitting on this sweet video, this sweet pitch. The whole, at first, it wasn't even about this character. It was 90 days of freedom to do what I want with a wrestling character, how I want it. Let's see where it goes. Because someday someone else is going to get their hands on it and like it'll be manipulated and it won't be as true to my vision, which is okay because that's what happens to some extent. But uh, it was also a 90-day exhibition in showing how broken WWE creative processes. If I, the buddy, and a Sony handheld, some cool music, can do more than with a brick wall. With a brick wall <laughs> than you can do with every person. Like, let's see. Was was there the fear of perhaps on our show we call it getting Mojo Rawlied, where he did a selfie promo. It was very, very good. It was awesome. And WWE started to have every single person on their roster do selfie promos, not realizing that it was good because Mojo Raleigh was very good. And Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It, not because it was yeah. a selfie promo. Mojo, 69, goofball, party dude. When he gets into like a promo sometimes, he's incredible. He's and then that's why I was good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. So then, of course, it's the same thing with like, like cinematic matches now. There you go. The second week. Had one that went pretty decent. Now we're just going to, like, yes. We're going to dilute it and dilute it and dilute dilute it. It's a dilution. But hell, I don't have to film nine hours of content every week. So what do I know? Nothing. Besides. It's their fault of filming nine hours of content. I mean, it could be worse. You could have been at WWE headquarters from 8 a.m. till midnight filming a Money in the Bank match that got stopped for two hours because somebody came in and said, why aren't people wearing masks? That could happen. Yeah, yeah. Most people, most people don't. Those are one though. Good for him. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Now and now he's not on TV. Now now he's not on TV. Why? Um, Oh my. I I don't want to speculate. There's a lot of stuff obviously out there right now. So I I hope he's healthy and all. But you mentioned being at the at the performance center for some of the Raws and stuff, and they let you all go after WrestleMania. Were you there for any of the filming of WrestleMania? The actual WrestleMania? Yeah. I was there for the Raw that would have aired after WrestleMania. Okay. They shot before WrestleMania. I wondered, since you're a pretty big dude, if they were going to try to have you catch Gronk, catch Gronk? From, his, from his two-foot fall. No, nope. Oh, sorry, Gronk. 
I actually am kind of excited to see what he can do in Tampa. Maybe it's interesting. Well, hopefully it's a lot better than no, what he did in WWE. Friend, so I'm not going to hurt his best friend. It's, yeah. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. So we talked about the release. How soon after that did companies hit you up? Because, I mean, it's a unique situation right yeah, now because there are no shows. And they know that they got to wait 90 days no matter what. Yeah. There was feelers close to the respected amount of time people think you need to come off the disappointment of uh, you getting fired when it's actually the most liberating and exciting thing to happen to you in your entire life. So... I, I immediately messaged you and said, let's bury some people on on YouTube. <laughs> I buried him and put them over. Ooh, why? Well, I, here's the thing. Let, let me just specify. I don't care who you bury as long as it's somebody. Let's bury Shira. Let's bury Mahabali Shira, who... No, I, He's real bad. Did, were you around when they had everybody do that goddamn Shira shake backstage at TNA? Oh, it was terrible. I saw it live. It was miserable. Terrible. Funny, funny story. Uh, impact days. Back when I was running roughshod, king of the jungle, swinging the D around. Uh, we had a show that was on my birthday. And uh, I was in the last match and winded down. And then big surprise party. Like, the boys came out to you. Hey, he's coming out of this spot. Everyone's coming out. James Storm latched on for some reason because he knew it was going to get over or whatever. And then they put me in a chair. And then they all just look because they know how much this would excite me. They all look at the entrance and they point. And then out comes Sheer doing the shake. And I'm just like, you, 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 you little rascals, you got me. You got me. And then he's shaking it and I'm shaking it. And then it was fun. So, God, wrestling was fun. He he is allegedly party. he is, is that, allegedly is that the stunner party where the ring crew carried you in the back. No, because I was a good guy. Oh, okay, stunner party was before I was. I was he uh, is like, allegedly yeah, only twenty nine years okay. old, and I don't know if I believe it. I didn't hear that one. 29? I said he he is supposedly only twenty nine years old, but I think it's one of those Danny Almonte Little League World <laughs> Series situations where he's actually forty two. Uh, our time's limited. Do you want to waste our share? I mean, okay, good point. So, you, I was you, telling you something too before we jumped in there about other companies. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, holy hell! Who knew what the world's going to be like? COVID. Yes. No fans. Like it's hard to make, even from a perspective. Like I don't want to. I mean, I have a feeling this will be over in November for some reason. Yeah. Who would know? I don't know. Operation Mockingbird. It's easy guess, but. Like, I don't want to commit without knowing what the landscape will be. And that's sure. that's what sucks. Because, I mean, if you think about coming off getting fired in a normal time, EC3, red hot, new character, hot shaved head, sexy ass facial hair, burner promos, smoking everybody, just destroying everybody in the industry. Best of all time at this time. Oh, I'd have been red hot just cashing. There's uh, yeah, an 8x10. There's a t-shirt for free, c3.com, control your narrative. So that sucks. Plus, I've been dying to work, so that's why I'm getting into a fight the exact second I'm free to, fighting immediately 
2020. Um, yeah, so, all right, what's the landscape? All right, there's kind of some people in there. These places are kind of, I mean, everyone's doing their best to get by, but yeah, why? It's, it's a weird time. And last year, for example, we saw a pretty good landscape. There was competition brewing. Anderson and Gallo signed these $700,000 deals. All of a sudden, bam, released. You had yeah. Rhino last year getting offered double his downside guarantee, going to WWE saying double that and maybe we'll talk. Now he looks like the smartest guy in the room because he for sure would have been on the chopping block. No offense to him, but that's the way WWE oh. operates. Like he he would have been there. Like he he saved himself a lot of trouble, established himself elsewhere. Does does that this volatile landscape keep you from wanting to do something long term or are you okay with the idea yeah. of maybe doing that? I I truly want to fight for myself and whoever wherever that opportunity to present itself is the best. I want to bend the rules. I want to break them. I don't want anything standard. I don't want to conform into anything. I want to be a completely different entity than anything that's going on. Like I wanted, um, love what everyone does. Everyone's great. Everyone's talented. I want to be different. And a long-term deal maybe is comforting knowing hey, you have a paycheck coming every week, but it's not satisfactory to what I want to do. So, having said that, I can't do what I intend to do getting engaged or married right now. I need to... Makes a lot of sense. So, you've mentioned the past being the past. I kind of want to... Nostalgia's dead. Nostalgia is a crutch. Nostalgia is a curse. I'm sick of that shit. I want to put a bow on your past. So, so never talk about your past again in interviews, please. But there, there are a few names that I want to mention and kind of get your feelings on them. Sonny Kiss is going to face Cody on Wednesday. You were a part of, oh, really? yeah, for the TNT title. You were a part of one of his like first viral moments. Like you all had a match years ago, and I mean, you knew and, about that. Yeah, that's where I. I dis- thought they, that's where I, I discovered. Now that thing would have. Uh, I thought that really would have been something people. I mean, maybe it got out there and people talked about it and just new cycle ended. But yeah, sitting at a hundred thousand views right now. Oh, it should have a million. <laughs> do you uh do you know the story behind that? I so don't I know the good. story behind that. Okay. I'll tell you. <laughs> I was at this whatever indie I think I was right when I still could do a little bit of indie stuff TNA before they exclusively signed me to a big money deal. <laughs> yeah, they had those. I know. Uh I go to the show, I did a seminar, and like, it's just something I like to do at indie shows. It's not like super a, a cash grab, but I mean, it's 25 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever the promoter wants to charge. And I just kind of, I'll run through little drills, but like, who cares about wrestling drills? Let's get to what's really important about wrestling. You know, promos, matches, storytelling, psychology, stuff like that. Let's watch some stuff. And if I give them one good thing, they get their money's worth. If I give them 20 bad things, they learn 20 bad things. That's what they do. They got their money's worth. Whatever, but Sonny was there, and uh, just like an impressive athlete, doing all the like, oh, I can't do any of this. That's great. You know, doing his deal, 
he wasn't in character yet, so yeah, I didn't know the extent of his character, his like persona. Yeah. So this, and so I'm sitting there watching the show like I always do, like a miserable piece of crap. And then this match comes on, and this place wasn't packed; it was a very lightly sparse crowd. The second he came out there, that place was rocking. I was like, "Whoa!" Like just seeing that, and it wasn't. He sold all the tickets. These people came to see him. And he had just, if they didn't come to see him, they were coming back to see him. Because he just came out doing his thing. I'm like, holy hell, this dude's got something. Wow. He's real cool. All right. So the watching match pretty good. Um, show goes to intermission. I'm putting together whatever I'm doing in the main event. <clears throat> but like, whatever we were doing, it was, it was going to leave the fans felt flat. They just didn't feel like, like that's not at the end of the show. I'm like, all right. After this match, send Sonny Kiss out there and tell him to just listen to me. Okay. So, I'm doing the match and then we're done. Flat. I serve Brandon Raven. Uh, somebody in the back, whatever, whatever. I don't remember how it went down. Because you know, come Sonny Kiss, he doesn't know why. <laughs> Comes out there, and uh, I don't remember verbatimly what I did, but I, like, you know, kind of get close to the two. I'm going to low blow you. Don't sell it. When I get up, give me a big kiss. <laughs> Bend me down. Amazing. Like, All right. So, like, you talk junk to him. Yes, I show blah, 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 blah. Wham! Hit him. Yeah, got him. And I look up, and he's just no-selling it, like, giving me the old finger. I think I could be wrong. It's actually a video, so I don't want to over-embellish. Gives me a finger, grabs me, lays it on me, and I bump. Holy hell. Place goes crazy. Everyone's happy, and now it's a star, so... The only yeah. reason I watched the last season of Lucha Underground is because of Sunny Kiss being so entertaining, so... That was ah. very, very talented. So I'm glad he's doing well. Speaking I actually DM'd him at the last AEW show because he was next to, I didn't know this, I know who it is now, but he was next to this brunette. I was like, who the brunette? I was like, oh, geez. Who, but, who, was, who yeah. was the brunette? Oh. <laughs> well, uh, okay. I wanted to bring up a couple more things from your past, including a brunette. Are you aware of the national coin shortage right now? I'm not. There's a national coin shortage. Like when you go to Kroger or places like that, they won't give you coins back. Does that make you regret giving Nikki Bella so much change? Um, not so much the coin shortage as much as how I think silver maybe was yeah. a good investment. Fair point. I mean, that's, what the, that's what the old timers on the news tell me every commercial break. <laughs> so, oh, man, what a good segment. It was. All that stuff was great. That was that was the only stuff I would go and watch on that show. Why do you think it was good? I mean, probably because Brie Bella wrote the whole thing. Brie Bella wrote all those segments. <laughs> I think that's what happened. And, and thankfully, she grabbed a couple rookies and Nikki and yeah. led them through it by the hand. Sweetheart. 
Somebody, you say you're doing this run for yourself, but it's really to just pay her back for all the, the guidance. Listen, I have a public persona and then I have my private business. <laughs> you know me too well. That's why you're my co-sell. I, I, so I, the, another name, obviously, you're connected to, Drake Maverick. A lot of people yes. expected once all this happened that you and him would be doing something together. What that might be. Who the hell knows? But something. I I, well, const- always- I I constantly refer to your match with him in the UK, where he's upside down and you scream at him, "Where's your mom? Where's she sitting?" Uh, a thing that I have shouted at countless people to find out where their moms are sitting. But- <laughs> you, know, you know, I said that to him at his wedding. <laughs> hey, where's your mom? Where's she sitting? Was she was he hanging upside down too? No, he was. Uh- Sweating bullets. Or... Uh, so sweat instead of blood. Same thing. But that didn't so end up being crazy. the case. He's back in WWE. Your thoughts, feelings, emotions. I think, uh, I mean, NXT is awesome and fun. So hopefully they use him to his uh, capabilities as a storyteller and uh, veteran presence and a talent that uh, could help mold the generation of people that might not get it yet. So he's awesome. Uh, if, if it was a different world and he was he was free to try something else, I would have been excited to see what he really could do. But at the same time, in this world, in this climate, yeah, like NXT is cool, and they'll let him they'll let him be him. So, I mean, the guy pissed his pants for that company, like for real. Pissed his pants. That wasn't he. The, the thing malfunctioned. Did you know this? I don't. I don't think I did. I think maybe I oh, heard it, but I guess I'm free. I can do what I want. Yeah. Someone had the great idea. They pisses his pants. Send him out there with a malfunctioning uh, pant pisser. That's what they yeah, call. Whatever. Didn't work. So watch him. Like he was. He's such a professional. Is it really bad at me for telling this story? No, no, not at all. Go he's ahead. He's such a professional. He just in the back of his mind, and he's very paranoid. If I, oh man, I need a full tank just in case I actually have to pee my pants. Amazing. And he did. And he did. What a what That's a, a hero. pro. Who makes who makes someone do that? Who makes someone do that? Okay, I would have done it. I'll piss my pants right now. I don't care. But. You should. In fact, I peed my pants at his bachelor party just saying that's how good of a brother I am. So, but like, did that get, get did that end up getting sponsored by Blue Chew? By the way, we got a supply of it, but nobody needed it because it's a dude fest. Oh my god, amazing! Like, and then well, I don't know if uh, I, don't, I don't know if we could ever do anything with him. He's a joke. Why is he a joke? Because he peed his pants. Who made him? Whatever. Control your narrative. I need to control my hair here. Four-time WWE 24-7 champion EC3. Why don't you have, like, the replica up there on your... Like, you you get the replica of that? Every time I won it, I was closer to... I mean, you won it, though. Four times, so you should get four. I will say... I did win it in the Philippines, and I think I'm the first WWE superstar to win a title in the Philippines. 
I feel like you were the first per. Yeah, I think you were the first. Per- no, somebody won it in like Germany. Gender won it in Germany, but yeah, they the, the had the spot in the Philippines, and then you won it in China mm-hmm. and Honolulu. Mm-hmm. It's almost like every match was. Damn, I didn't even see where the hell was the first time. Where was the first one? That's way up here. Ooh, Everett ooh, Washington. The internet age has really exposed this. It was Everett Washington, the first place you won it. So obviously the most exotic of those four locations. I remember that now because of. Yeah. Gave him the deal. No, but I had a great like couple day trip to Seattle. Or like a, oh, nice. Beautiful, beautiful lady. And we had a nice time. And I, I blew it. Did you take her to see the Twin Peaks uh, site? The, you know, the, the no, waterfall my, my gimmick? Buddy, my buddy here got married there. Really? <laughs> yeah, I got married there. Yeah. I got married over the over the waterfall. Damn. That's that amazing. was the last time she was really a cool person to be around, too. <laughs> that was the last good day. Listen, we're going to need some whiskey if we're going to get into this shit. I mean... This is the best like... interview you've ever done. I mean, yeah, of course. Of course. With me. Well, yeah. So, I, I've been keeping my eye. I see you're growing your Facebook. You're doing a lot of different things on social. Yeah, yeah like Facebook. All right. It's a mass propaganda tool, right? It's the, sure. it's the worst. It's the most censored. But everybody's on it. I have no presence there whatsoever. Uh, Victor Luis, some guy who wants to run my social media, he's like, oh, Facebook, you can do all these cool things with like monetizing content and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, like me on Facebook. Also, because the fake EC3 account that never responds to me when I DM them, trying to like co-brand, but my dad still shares their shit. Is that the free EC3 one? He shares their shit, and I tell him, stop sharing fake me, because anytime you share it, and my aunts are liking fake me, and then your friends are liking fake me, and they're not liking the real me. It has more likes than yours, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. Yeah, but like, I mean... Uh, to be fair, fake me was better at putting content up on Facebook till now. <laughs> fake EC3, you know he's going to watch this interview. I hope that he chops I don't this. know. I don't think he likes me. I think he role presents me. And he was just three or four fake EC3s with yeah. Twitter, too. There's but a lot it's of a, it. It's the black picture. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. I think he just inherited me in a role play game. Yeah. And doesn't even know who the hell I am. And must be very good at it, apparently. No, uh, he tries to write it like how I write. It's so okay. it's hilarious. It's so see through. So it's like I know what a thesaurus is. So handle on your narrative. You what? It, handle on your narrative. It's got a real <laughs> handle on my narrative. You can't control your own narrative. Like that's your whole thing. Oh man. So anything else you want to let the people know before we wrap up? No, I think I gave them three excellent behind-the-scenes stories. I think I gave them enough information that they can pick apart and speculate wildly and at the same time, like, quote their theories as facts because that's mm-hmm. what people tend to do. Yeah. No, I don't like – it was honest. It was forthright. I think we had a good talk. Um, I'm really – yeah, I mean, freedom, 7-18-2020 – I can't stress this enough. Like, I'm going to get a fight. Into a fight. I am going to get into a fight immediately upon becoming free. Because only through fighting can you free yourself. Because only can you destroy your past by defeating your ultimate enemy, which is yourself. 
how you deal with disappointment, defeat, disaster. That's what defines you as a person. We've all been through it. We're all going through it now. Join me, this COVID anti-hero, on this journey to freeing yourself. It's not about freeing EC3. It's about freeing, insert your name. I'm just doing it my way. You've been lied to your whole life. Corporations, media, politicians, religions, love. Am I wrong? I, I, no I more authority. No, you know I'm right. I don't lie to There's people. no authority. That's a good point. That's a good point. You have been warned. Got like the catchphrase is good. Right. Right. This shit. Like, genius. Like Edgar Allan Poe over here. No, but all right. Yeah. It's good stuff. And I'm enjoying doing it because it's something I believe in and it's who I am. So if you like it, cool. If you don't, that's fine. I respect your opinion. I respect, I respect your freedom to make a decision. And do people know what injury we were talking about? Or are we just kind of leaving the board? I mean, I it's it's out there. Okay. Vaguely. Yeah. You haven't confirmed well, it. Yes, it was a... It was a concussion. Then there was a second one. Then I got called up. Then I got another one. It sucked. It I've, I've talked well, to you see, in the past that you, you've had various well before this. Oh, probably. But that last one was the worst one. And I will say, though, there was a lot of care given and like, therapy. and like, There's physical therapy for the brain, so it was pretty uh, humbling and interesting. So, But it was fucking hard, man. But it happened. Like, what are we at? It's the truth. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you, stay stay tuned to Fightful, because wherever he fights, we're going to You'll have... be full of watching it. Yeah, you're damn yeah, right. Yeah, make sure you follow my Twitter, Chris. All right. Check, check out his Facebook. Check out his Twitter. Until next time, guys, we're out. If you are going to truly evolve, you have to admit who you are. Not just to yourself, to everyone. You were happy once. You were accomplished, proud, loved, but your past does not dictate your future. It doesn't matter who you were as a person, how good you were, how nice, how caring, how professional. When you've been beaten down long enough, that person is never coming back. Now, there isn't a part of your body or your psyche that hasn't been wounded, covered in scars. You must break every attachment to your past to liberate your future. Because only after your destruction can you be resurrected. Become the person you were always supposed to be. Without pain, without regrets, without betrayal, without sacrifice, you have nothing. And you've sacrificed your body, your soul, your mind, twice. You had to perish in your previous form to be reborn. Something transcendent. You will become free. You will enter your final form. You will finish what you started. You have been warned.
You're real proud of yourself, aren't you? It's a good one, right? It was very good. It's funny because how we finished the conversation and then I slipped that one in and I kind of told the story. I don't know if you know this, but we're making movies, pal. Telling stories, brother. Okay? And that is the story of NXT. Yeah, that's the 1% story. Think about that. Every little dumb word said from my heart, I wrote it. More than just a objective genius sicko, I'm like the savant. Uh, the narrator crafted perfect storytelling. And he also, I don't know if you hear the music in the background, mm-hmm. we have pretty much a Hans Zimmer level composer scoring our shit. Who the hell is yeah, Hans so that's, Zimmer? That's top 1%. That's top 1%. The top 1% was still alive. I had, to, had to look up Hans yeah, Zimmer. See, uh, Hans Zimmer's still alive. Sacrifice your body, your mind. You sacrifice your body, your soul, your mind twice. You understand? I do. Wow. I do. I'm a little little pissed off Ooh, that you can pulled I go, that off. But... Finish what you started. Oh, I hate I hate doing something and not finishing it. It drives me. I mean, it used to because I hate, you know, I don't worry about the past anymore. But now it still gets me. Yeah. So that's a good video. There's four there are, and, 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 and they are. I should all very New good. Japan. I should have made from NWA. I should have made from Abu Dhabi. I'm one and a half men. NWA. I think you'd want to make more than 250 a month. Anyway, until next time, guys. Thank you so much for your time, EC3. We're out. <laughs> That's the best joke of the day. <laughs> that was like a. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.